Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you have your Bibles with you, please go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 59, and we're going to start at verse 19. And while you're getting your Bible ready, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for everything that's watching, not only in the United States, but also in the foreign countries that we have done crusades in. So, Lord, we just thank you right now that the blood of Jesus covers each and every one watching, each and every family, from the top of their heads to the soles of the feet. Jesus, your blood is sufficient. And, Father, in this tumultuous time of uncertainty, we know that one thing stands for sure. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will not never pass away. So Father, I ask right now, stretch forth thy hand to heal and grant signs and wonders by thy holy child Jesus. Holy Spirit, go into every living room, uh, in, in every room where people are watching this right now, and touch them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Satan, we bind you. We take authority over you. We rebuke fear in the name of Jesus, and this coronavirus has already been cursed, like Jesus cursed the fig tree dry up from the root. And Father, we just thank you right now for your word. Father, I pray that you make my tongue the pen of a ready writer to speak forth thy oracles unto your people this moment. Give people an encouraging word. And Father God, we just give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 19 says this, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in like a flood the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. So during this time, I know that you've been hearing a lot of messages on fear. I know you've been hearing a lot of messages on not being discouraged. Hey, listen, it's come down to the point, what do you really believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. It doesn't matter what the media is saying. It doesn't matter what's going on. Jesus Christ hasn't changed. Like I said in Hebrews 13, 8, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And it comes right down to it. Do you believe God? I know that I believe God. I know that the absolute worst that could ever happen to us, it's not the coronavirus, it's not cancer, it's not disease, it's not divorce. The ultimate thing, the ultimate thing, watch this, we die and we go to heaven. That's the ultimate thing. That's the absolute worst. Listen, this body is perishing, but our inward man is being renewed day by day. Praise God. So you don't have to have fear. We got a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So number one, in this message of I will not be defeated and I will not quit. Number one, fight the good fight of faith. You got to stay with the fight of faith. The opposite of fear is faith. Faith is simply believing. That's what, the, that's what it is. Faith is simply belief. Don't lose your faith. Don't let fear conquer faith. Can you say amen? Uh, come on, somebody say amen. Give me some amens. Give me some amens. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12 says this, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay a hold eternal life, whereunto thou art called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So that is what we do. We fight the good fight of faith. Faith is simply belief. It's what you believe. See, the Word of God will do one or, things, one or two things for you. It will either already strengthen the belief systems that you have, or it will form a belief system in you. 
You see, we've been bought with a price. We are no longer our own. We've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, amen. That's an awesome thing. We've been bought. But listen, I don't care if American Express says it's priceless. The blood of Jesus is priceless more than anything. And you can rejoice in that, and you can have confidence in that. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, it says this, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the worlds. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Jesus encouraged us, if he overcame the world, then you and I can overcome the world. Weapons may form, but my Bible says there are more with us than they are with them. I'm just telling you, that's good news. We have more angels around us, surrounding us. We have all of heaven backing us. And the devil doesn't have much of anything except fear. Did you know that's that's the number one weapon that he will use more than any other thing is fear? And, you know, it's a battlefield of the mind. But if the Bible says, in which I believe it is true, God has not given us believers a spirit of fear, but a power and a sound mind. What is a sound mind? It's a renewed mind. A renewed mind to what? A renewed mind to the Word. You see, we're renewing our minds every day. Are you renewing your mind to what the media is saying about this virus? Are you constantly just listening and listening and listening and listening? That will strike fear. Listen, you are either renewing your mind to the Word of God or you're renewing your mind to the world. I got good news. Listen, I am not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die. For to be present in the body is for your sake. For me to be at home with the Lord, oh, that's glorious. But I'd rather be in the body because when I run my race, we're going to finish our course. So listen, you don't have to be afraid. Listen, many of you have been on the mission field with us. Go missionary. There you go. Go missionary. Do what you know how to do on the mission field. Don't freak out because we're in the Western world and we're Americans. Don't freak out. Come on, hello, somebody. Because here's the the good news. Fear has overridden the current spread of the virus. Hello, the virus is here, but fear is way out here. Come on, hello, somebody. And we are not of the world. We may be in the world. You've been bought with a price. Come on now. What does that make you? It makes you priceless. So don't be discouraged. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says this, But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And watch this. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Listen, we're living in a time right now. You can't watch sports. You can't watch all these things. You can't go to games. You can't go to theaters. You can't go to the movie theater. All of this stuff, you can't do anything. But listen, don't fill your mind and your eyes with Netflix. Sorry, Netflix, love you. But don't fill it with Netflix. No, fill it with the Word of God. Some of you have been temporarily laid off from your job. Listen, it is a time to get back to your first love. It's time to get back when you first fell in love with Jesus. He's your priority. It's a time for the family to connect together. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, suicide is at an all-time high. Domestic violence is happening right now. People just don't know what to do to themselves. And I got good news to the world. We don't have to be lost. You don't have to know what's coming. Come on, you don't have to search out tarot cards. You don't have to search out Ouija boards. You don't have to search out the Zodiac. No, just go to the Word of God. The Bible says, in the last days these things will happen. But be of good cheer. Jesus said, if I overcome the world, you can overcome the world. 
It's not a time to be afraid. In the book of Luke chapter 18, verse 8, it says this, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. I say yes. I say yes with me. I say yes with our congregation. I say yes with you. Yes, he will find faith on the earth. I choose to believe God. Listen, I've said this for years. If I have my wife, if I have God, I have my wife, and I have my dog, then there you go. I'm happy. I'm happy. If I have my wife, I got my dog, and I got God, I got everything. Not to say that I don't love my family or my church family. I'm just saying if it came down to it and somebody asked me, what three things would you choose if you could take anything with you and you had to go somewhere? Number one would be God. Number two would be my wife. And number three would be my dog. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You have everything. Why? Because this earth is perishing. It is passing away. God's word remains forever. I choose the side of almighty God. And I know that you do too. So number one, fight the good fight of faith. Number two, be not ignorant of the devil's devices. It's unfortunately the world, even though the gospel has gone around the world and there are believers that that they've heard the word of God, that we cannot be ignorant of the devil's devices. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 it says this, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. I told you that the number one weapon is fear. And it's fear against your mind. It's the thoughts in your mind. Satan is a master of mind control. So what do you got to say, Dr. Jack, what do I got to do? Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The only way to renew your mind to the contrary of what's happening on the news media, what's happening in, in, in the world, is you got to renew your mind to the word of God. It's important. What are some of the devices that Satan uses to actually try to kill, steal, and destroy humanity? He uses unforgiveness. He uses bitterness. He uses anger. He uses offense. He uses resentment. And he uses fear. So don't be resentful. And listen, we are not of them that should be hoarding up everything. No, we're givers. The Bible is very clear. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. For with the measure that you give to others, it will be back to you measured besides. And I think that's the reason why, you know, Depak from the Mad Zone here in Plant City, I went to his house and I talked to him. I said, hey, listen, there's something that God's told me to do. And he said, what is that? And I said, we, we want to use your parking lot. It's very large large parking lot. And I said, I want to set up a platform and I want to preach the gospel on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. And we want to do an open thing and we want to invite the community and people in their cars and things like that. And he said, Jack, he said, you can use the parking lot, you can use electricity, and you can use the lights. I said, I'd be willing to pay you for it. He said, no, not for this. Oh, come on, somebody. He said, if you're going to reach some people, he said, we're going to do it for this. And I got a chance to pray with him and his wife today. It was awesome. So it's a time for a community to come together. It is not a time for a community, and especially the church community, to hunker down underneath a rock. No, I, I talked to my neighbors today. I went next door and talked to my, both my neighbors on each side of the house. I said, hey, listen, we just want to say, are you okay? Is everything all right? You have enough supplies. Come on, hello, somebody. It's not time to crawl underneath a rock. 
Come on now. The Bible says this. If we don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. And we're not going to let no rock cry in our place. No, it's a time. It's a time for revival. Could this, could this be the beginning of the greatest revival worldwide that preachers have been prophesying about, we've been talking about for years upon years and years? Could this usher in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Could the rapture be right around the corner? Let me tell you something. It's not going to happen until the harvest is reaped. Because I have to believe that God gets the most. I am not a doomsday preacher. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the earth. Come on, hello somebody. What? We're promised 120 years in the Bible. The average life is about 70 or 80 years. What does that compare to eternity? It does not compare. The, the Bible says that our life is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. And here's the deal. Listen, you may not be able to take possessions with you, but there is something that you can take to heaven with you. I've heard for years, well, when you die, you can't take nothing with you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You can take souls with you. You can take the souls of men to heaven with you. So now is the time when you people are looking for the answer. They don't have the answer. You and I have the answer. So we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. You have to be careful of distractions. That's what Satan does. Watch this. If Satan can't get you to compromise and sin, then suddenly he'll drive you. You'll be driven. And all of these distractions will come at you. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7, it says this, And lest I should be exalted above measure, there was the abundance of revelations. There was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, a measure of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So what happened to the Apostle Paul's ministry? Everywhere the Apostle Paul went, two things happened. Revival or riot? And he said that there was a messenger of Satan given to him to cause problems. So everywhere he went, there was this demon spirit attached to him by Satan. Wherever he went, and a revival took place or a riot took place. So, hey, listen, you don't have to be ignorant of the devil's devices. Be careful of no distractions. Watch out for discouragement. It is not a time to sit in your bedroom, close all the curtains, and sit in the corner and tremble. And if you're facing depression right now, listen, I got the answer to the blessing. It's called joy. I, if you're sick right now, I got the answer to your sickness. It's called healing and made whole. That is the answer. And it doesn't matter. So don't be discouraged. In the book of Psalms, chapter 2, verse 20, Psalms 24, verse 7 through 10, it says this. Lift up you heads, O you saints, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, even lift them up. Yea, everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who who is this king of glory? It is the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. When you feel like you're de feeling depressed, or you're feeling lonely, or you're hurting, man, you need to open up them curtains. You need to lift your hands. You need to start worshiping God. The Bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Put it on. Listen, some of you put it on when you walk out the door. You can put it on really, really good. Come on, hello, somebody. Well, put on the garment of praise. Praise your way through your circumstance because it'll work. Now, listen, we don't have a full house here. We only have, you know, 10 
maybe loving the most people, okay? So we want to tell you, our church is not full. We're live streaming, okay? <laughs> so there you go. There's not many people in here. We, ha we have our video people and we have our worship team. So there you go. We have, to, we have to do that to be able to do live stream. So no mad faces. Stop mad facing me. Praise God. Only love, only love. L-O-V-E. Praise God. Because Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Let the love show. Let the love show. You have to be careful in this time of your associations. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to at the work? Who are you listening to on the television? Who are you listening to? Listen, you don't need to get into hearsay. No, we want to stay with the facts. You know, one of the things that Brother Hagin taught us about many years ago when we were at Bible College, he said, anybody can get in a ditch on one side or the other. Make sure you stay in the middle of the road. So listen, during this time, there's a lot of bunch of people saying a whole bunch of nothing. And, there, and there's actually propagating lies that are going out. You need to be very careful who you're listening to. Make sure it's reputable sources. Reputable sources, because there's just so much out there right now. Listen, this is what you need to do. You want a reputable source? Go to us.gov. That's what you need to do. Go to the government websites. Go to the Hillsborough County websites. Go to the Hillsborough County Health websites. Find out what they're saying. Come on. There's, there's so many things coming. And watch this. Governors govern the states. Some governors may govern their state a certain way, but others govern their state a different way. Also the sheriffs. So if you're in the state of Florida, just follow Governor DeSantis and follow, follow the local government. I know that our mayor, Rick Lott, he recently posted something on Facebook, and he was a very encouraging about it. Come on, hello, somebody. I mean, we live in a town of 39,000 people, and we're, we're a very faith-based town. We're a very business-oriented town. So listen, Plant City, don't hunker down. Come on, don't hunker down. They're not the martial law has not hit Plant City, Florida. I'm just going to tell you, it has not. So please, go to the businesses. We're going to the businesses. Come on, hello, somebody. Be careful of your associations. People need encouragement. Business people need encouragement. Start talking to one another. I know we're supposed to stay six feet, and let's honor that. Come on, hello, somebody. You can say hello to somebody. You can wave at somebody. Come on. Amen. I said, come on. come on. Yeah, but be careful of your associations, good and bad associations. You see, in 1 Corinthians 15, it says this, Do not be deceived or misled. Evil companionship, communion and associates, corrupt, depraved good manners and morals. So if you, you will become like the people you hang around. If you hang around people that are bad-mouthing and people that are criticizing, and you, hang, you will fall into that group of people. No, you want to be around people that are going to lift you up. I know it's hard. People want to, man, one of the greatest things in the United States of America is our First Amendment rights and our Fifth Amendment rights. Come on, hello, somebody. We can share an opinion. But you know what an opinion is? It is a transitory thought on the sea of a personal universe. You know what that means? Absolutely nothing. Praise God. Amen. That's what our opinion means. No, we want to stay with the facts concerning this. You want to stay plugged into your pastor. I'm going to tell you right now, at any other time, do you need a pastor right now? You need to have a pastor. 
Hello, somebody. And, and, and listen, those of you that are criticizing pastors and things like that, you better back it up. Back it up. Come on now. You don't want to be criticized, so don't criticize. No, pray for your pastors. Pray for your spiritual leaders. The Bible says in Timothy, we're to pray for our government leaders, that they have wisdom. Our president, he is a Christian. He loves the Lord. He received Jesus into his heart. His wife, Melania, not only does she speak six different languages, but she prays in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you got to be careful what you're saying. You may be creating your own worlds. Your words are very powerful. The Bible is very clear. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. We need to be optimistic during this time, and we need to be positive. We don't need to be negative. I wish somebody would say amen. Praise God, amen. Just give me a bunch of amens on there. <laughs> amen. We need to be positive. We don't need to be negative. In 1 Corinthians 15, out of the Easy Read Version, it says this, Don't be fooled. Bad friends will ruin good habits. Bad friends will ruin good habits. No, use your Facebook page as a ministry page. Post positive things on there. I know that it, it's in different parts of the world it looks really, really bad. But listen, God wins. The battle has been won. We maintain what was won. That's the fight of faith that we fight. We maintain what was won. Listen, sickness was constant conquered by the blood of Jesus. We maintain health by the blood of Jesus. Poverty was conquered by the blood of Jesus. We maintain prosperity by the blood of Jesus. And that is good news. People want to hear good news. They don't want to hear bad news. They get enough of that in the world. Number three, be encouraged. God will never leave you. So number one, watch this. Number one, fight the good fight of faith. Number two, be not ignorant of the devil's devices. Number three, be encouraged. God will never leave you. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. The devil is not omnipresent. He is not everywhere. And watch this. The devil is a creation. He is not the creator. God did create Lucifer. And he fell from glory and he became the devil. And he took one-third of the angels with him. But we still have more than one-third of the angels in heaven. Two-thirds are there. Praise God. Come on, huh, somebody. And not only that, there are multitudes upon multitudes upon multitudes, millions upon billions of people in, in the last 2,000 years that have received Jesus Christ. Now watch this. We are populating heaven and we are plundering hell. So I want you to be, to be encouraged. Do not be defeated and do not quit. So be encouraged. God will never leave you. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 it says this. Be strong and be of good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God it is he that, do, that goeth with thee. He will not fail thee and he will not forsake thee. I said he will not fail you and he will not forsake you. You have been born with a price. You have a covenant with Almighty God that was cut with the blood of Jesus. So stay in covenant with mighty, Almighty God. In the book of Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5 it says this, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. So he's not going to leave you. He, you are not alone. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. The, the Bible 
Bible says in the book of John that the Holy Spirit, 14, he's your comforter. He's your advocate. He's your standby. He's your strengthener. He's your ever-present help in the time of trouble. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost and you don't speak in other tongues, it's time for you to start speaking in other tongues. It doesn't matter because he's your comforter. It doesn't matter what the devil says. It doesn't matter what the world is doing. Listen, we are not of this world. We may be in it, but we're not of it. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13 and verse 5, it says this. Let your character and moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, a variance, lust, and craving of earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly I will not. So what is he saying? What is he saying to us? Don't lust after the things of this world. Don't try to gain as much as you can in this world. Listen, God does want you to be prosperous. It's a better witness to be prosperous, but he doesn't want your prosperity to have you. He is a jealous God. He is not jealous of you because of your possessions. He's jealous over you because you've been bought with a price. He's jealous over you. What does that mean? He doesn't want anything else to be first in your life except for him. And here's God. Because he's such a giver, you put him first, these things will be added unto you. Yes, it is a better witness that we can pay our bills. It is a better witness that we have nice cars. It is a better witness that we live in nice homes. It is a better witness that we have nice clothes. Absolutely. And we're all growing in elements of faith in those areas. Why? Because the world is seeking those things. And people need to know what is the hope of our calling. When everybody else is freaking out in the world over what's happening right now, you're walking by peace and joy. How do you know if you're in faith? Romans 15, 13 says, you have peace and joy in believing. Peace and joy in believing. Always follow peace. Any decision you make, don't make an emotional decision. Make a peaceful, joyful decision. Always follow the greater one on the inside of you, and he would lead you beside still waters. He will restore your soul. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, and it will not come nigh your dwelling. No matter what's happening, you have the power of Almighty God. Jesus said in John 14, 12, he said this, The works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works. Why? Because he is with us. Not only is he with us, but he's on the inside of you. God Almighty lives, makes his home on the inside of you. 1 Corinthians 15, 13 says that you are, are you not the temple of the Holy Ghost and God there dwells in? God lives on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you. All you got to do is let God out. That's all you got to do. That's all I do. I just let God out. And it doesn't matter what kind of circumstance. And it doesn't matter what kind of situation. Listen, when you're really squeezed, what's coming out of you? And if you need more of the word in you, put more of the word in you. Who's your trust? Who are you leaning on? Whose report shall you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. So don't be discouraged. God will never leave you. Number four, draw close to God during this time. So number one, 
Fight the good fight of faith. Number two, be not ignorant of the devil's devices. Number three, be encouraged. God will never leave you. Number four, draw close to God. In 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 14 through 16, it says this, And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely if it were not I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played, the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus says the Lord. So draw close to God, he will draw close to you. James 4.8 says this, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. In Psalms 24, verses 3 through 5, it says this, Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord. In Psalms 91 verse 1 says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my strength, my fortress. My God, in whom shall I trust? In the book of Exodus chapter 3 and verse 5 it says, And he said, Draw nigh thither, take off your shoes, off your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy ground. So if you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. How do you draw close to God? Through your praises and worship. How do you enter into the throne room of God? The Bible says we enter his courts with thanksgiving, into his gates, with praise. It's praise and thanksgiving. No matter what your bank account says, no matter what your business is doing, no matter about the kids being out of school, no matter what your job is doing, no matter what your relatives that may not know the Lord are doing, what the world is doing, listen, we know. doesn't matter. We draw close to God. Praise and worship. That's how you get into the presence of God. That's the reason why you've got to use your mouth as a voice. There's power in your voice. And there is no other voice like your voice. You've got to speak to the mountain. You've got to say it out loud. And when you start to speak, listen, this is what you should be doing. Speak over your finances. You increase. Speak over your job that you're going to get, keep your job and you're going to get pay raises in your job. Show forth the excellence at work. Show forth that they need you if they're letting everybody else go. Be the light of the world. Be a Christian. And you don't even have to say anything to be a Christian. Let the light shine. Let them ask you, why are you so joyful? Why are you singing all the time? Why are you so happy all the time? Well, you can tell them of the hope that's on the inside of you. I mean, I got a chance to pray for a lady not more than two days ago. She lost her husband in October. I mean, she couldn't get over it. Depressed. And so I had to go see her. And she was a business that's in Valrico, had a business in Valrico, a family business. And one of her daughters asked me, well, if you go out to the property, would you pray for my mom? She's really going through a bad way. I said, absolutely. Man, I was bold as anything. I said, Mom, what do you need? And she said, I've lost my husband. I said, when did he go home to be with Jesus? I said, was he a believer? She said, yes, he was a believer. He went home last October before the end of the year. 
I said, I'm sure your heart's broken. She started crying. She said, my heart's broken. I said, I've come here today to encourage you. God sent me here today to encourage you, to tell you, was he a believer? Yes. I said, baby, you're going to see him again. Mama, you're going to see him again. Don't be discouraged. It's just a temporary separation. You're going to see him again, and if things keep going the way they're going, he may be sooner than they think. Come on, hello. And there are more things coming. And I'm not prophesying. All I'm saying is this. Prepare. Prepare your household. Prepare your family. Witness to your family. Witness to people. This is a great opportunity right now to share your faith. Your lost loved ones who don't know the Lord. I'm sure some of them are already reaching out to you. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? It's starting to pick up. The verbiage of what's going on is starting to pick up. People are starting to listen. Hello, somebody. So you need to be encouraged. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. So let me finish with this. Number one, fight the good fight of faith. Number two, do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Number three, be encouraged. God will never leave you. And number four, draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. Thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net.